0: Hello and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv and we'd love to connect with you on social media at newhopechurch.tv. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. One more time, man. Give it up for the Lord. Give it up for those people. Thank you, God. And I'm just telling you guys, this is easy, man. This is easy. This is is why we do what we do at church yes. it's right here Jesus said once upon a time go into all the world make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and that's what we do as a church and and by the way I believe that when someone takes a step of faith like this they cross a line and things will never be the same again do you believe that Like, God shows up, man, and he won't let them go back to the way things were before. And I pray that for all these folks that God would just continue to bless them and take them to new places in their faith. And I would encourage all of you, you know, those of you watching online right now can do this pretty easily to share this service. And those who are at our physical campuses today, once you get home and this is loaded up, this service, share it. Tell people you know where the baptisms are so they don't have to just watch me preach, but tell them where the baptisms are. If you have someone, a loved one or a friend who was baptized, I would encourage you to find the the, the time in the video. You know how you can do that, exactly the location, and then share it with their name and, and and celebrate with them. Because once again, this is what we do. And as a church, this is our testimony. This is our testimony. So let's let's share it with the world, okay? So Man, I, I feel like I'm done, but I got to preach the sermon now. But I just did me in. Uh, we're concluding our series today. We have this hope, and uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to we're going to look at the third belief, the third belief that we have as a as a as a church family, and I'll tell you what these beliefs do. You know, we we have four different kinds of people at church every week, those who are exploring faith in Jesus, those who are starting with Jesus, those who are growing with Jesus, those who are fully devoted to him. Uh, Week one of this series, we talked about this first anchor or first belief, which is believe in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. And and I'm just going to encourage you today, if you've not done that, uh, real quick, if you've not accepted Jesus, you're still in your sins. Jesus died on the cross to take away your sins, and he will. He will. Do you believe that? He will if you put your faith in him, and he'll give you that new start today. And. So if you, if you don't have this anchor for your soul, man, get it today. It's easy. Just put your faith in him today and let us know that you have, and we'll help you in that step and, and, uh, and tell you what you probably need to do next, okay? And then the second anchor that gets us from where we're just starting as a follower of Christ to where we're growing is the one that we talked about last week, which is believe the Bible is God's word and final authority for our lives. We cannot grow in faith if we don't do his will. And his word is his will, which means we need to believe in his word and then do his will. And then there's tremendous growth that happens in our life when we do. So to get to a place where you're really growing and God can speak to you through his word, you need to to believe in God's word, okay? And that's that second belief that we talked about last week. But to get from where you're growing to where you're totally, fully devoted to Christ, still growing, we're all still growing, but fully devoted to him, we need this third anchor, which we're going to spend our time on today, which is believe my life and everything I have belongs to God and is to be used for his purposes. And today what I want to do is I want to use a simple story that Jesus told to share some simple truths about the blessings that God gives to us. Simple truths that oftentimes we overcomplicate in life, but we're going to try to simplify them once again today. And I'm praying and hoping that you'll listen with ears of faith so that God can do what he wants to do in your life today. Are you you ready? Are you ready to go deeper? All right. So, I, I, I hope that some who have not that don't have this belief in their life that the lord would ignite something in you today that would help you to get here so that uh, he can he can do things in you that you never thought possible the story that we're going to learn from and teach from today is a parable that jesus told or a story that jesus told in matthew chapter 25 it's often referred to as the parable of the talents We're going to read it in just a moment, but first let me give you the first point if you are taking notes, and I'm just going to give you today three blessing truths from this story. The first one is everything comes from God and belongs to him. Everything comes from God and belongs to him. Life itself is a gift from God. Being able to be in church today is a gift from God. Would you agree with me on that? Say amen. Amen. All right, so again, to be around the church family, this is awesome. Nothing against the folks joining us online. Love you too. But I'm just saying we're celebrating because uh, we're back. And, and, I, and I will tell you, uh, let me just put things in perspective. Last Sunday was our first Sunday back. One year ago, last Sunday, we had 10,300 and some people in church. One year ago, 10,000 and something in church, 300 and so. Last—that was last year, not last week. Last week, we had 3,300 and something. But it was awesome last week, wasn't it, to be in church last week. So, I tell you that because somebody said, doesn't that depress you? No! (laughs) I'm just glad I'm not in church by myself anymore. This is awesome. And we're just going to start from here and see what God does, okay? But but we're blessed to be in church today. We're blessed in many, many ways. But the one thing that all blessings in our lives have in common is they all come from the hand of Almighty God. In Matthew chapter 25, beginning verse 14, Jesus begins this story that we're going to look at today. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. He's giving some stories or illustrations about what the kingdom of heaven is like. Here's another story that he told, beginning verse 14. Again, the kingdom of heaven, that's what it means right here. The kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold. We're working from the New International Translation today, New International Version. Um, other translations say talents, talents. He gave them talents. One to one, he gave five talents to do, to the next, he gave two talents. To the third, he gave one talent. That's what other translations say. Uh, People who are a lot smarter than me about the Bible have deduced that the word talent is a measurement of weight. The measurement of weight in biblical times would be called a talent. It would be approximately in our, the way that we measure weight in pounds, it would be about 90 pounds. So, one talent would be about 90 pounds. And if you put these translations together, Okay, so you got bags of gold talents, bags of gold talents. So five bags of gold. So a talent of gold, ninety a uh, ninety-pound bag times five, to this first guy. Which how much are we talking? Uh, first of all, let's talk about how big we're talking. Gold, you may know, is very dense, very heavy. This is an eighty-pound brick of gold. That's eighty pounds. It's incredibly heavy. If you can see this, I don't know that you can, but it's, a, it's got a price tag on 17500 which is very, very low because this brick of gold comes back from the gold rush days. This is uh, leftover from that time period. Uh, uh, it would be worth much more than $17,500 today, this 80-pound brick of gold. In fact, I looked on Wednesday to see what the price of gold was. It was $1,966 per ounce So if you take 16 ounces, uh, uh, you know, to get a pound and then times 80, that means uh, $31,500 a pound times this 80 makes this brick just for the gold worth $2.5 million dollars. Although this is worth much more just because of its historical significance, you understand that, and sold for much more than that. But a full 90 pounds, which would be 10 more pounds than this, you can kind of see how big we're talking now, big of a bag of gold, would be worth $2.8 million in today's dollars. Keep that in mind today as we do math in church, and I know some of you are thrilled with that. (laughs) So he gave, he entrusted wealth to him to when he gave five. Five bags of gold. Five bags of gold. We, we did the, the one talent or one bag of gold. Multiply it times five. Uh, we're talking uh, $14 million to the first guy in today's dollars. Uh, to another, he gave two bags. That's $5.6 million. Uh, and then uh, uh, to, to another one, he gave one bag of gold, uh, each according to his ability, which we'll talk about in a, a second here, then he went on his journey. So, the third and final guy only gets one bag of gold. Do you feel sorry for him? I don't either. And why don't you feel sorry for him? Because he got a bag of gold, Right? Uh, and if it all lines up, and I don't know that it does, the translations and so forth, putting them together, but let's just say it does. So, you got one bag, 90-pound bag of gold worth $2.8 million. He's not hurting. He's okay. We, we don't need to feel sorry for him today. But let me show you something that we oftentimes miss when we look at this story, when we read through this story. They all got a lot. You agree with that so far? They all got a lot, but how much of the gold belonged to them. Hold up your hand with the answer. Anybody hold up your hand with the answer? This much, zero. Zero belonged to them. It was the master's wealth that he entrusted to them. And by the way, if you've read this story and haven't figured this out, or if you're hearing it today for the very first time, the master in the story represents Jesus. He entrusts his blessings to his servants and then, booyah, goes on a journey. So Jesus gives blessings and then he, he's now not here physically, he's in heaven. Spoiler alert today in church, he's coming back. He's coming back. I don't know when, <laughs> 2020 might be a good year, but he's, <laughs> he's coming back eventually. Uh, And when he does, one of the things he's going to do is check to see what his servants did with his blessings, the blessings that he gave to them. Now you're thinking, wow, those poor servants, they better watch out. You know who the servants represent in the story? Point to them. Okay. We are the servants, which means that God gives us blessings that come directly from his hands. And even if we only get, like, I, I, I'm the low guy in the totem pole, man. I only got one bag of gold, you know. the other people that get more. It doesn't matter because we've all been blessed a lot. We've been blessed a lot. Somebody thinking, well, I don't think I've been blessed a lot. You live in the United States. Let's just start there. That's a blessing. Somebody say amen if you believe that. We're going through a lot of junk right now, but this is the best place to live on earth. Say amen if you believe that. So I'm just telling, man, uh, even if you don't think you've been blessed a lot, you have been blessed a lot. And to whom much is given, Jesus once said in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, to whom much is given, much is required, which is the second point that I want to talk about for just a moment here. Everything we have is to be used for God's purposes. Everything that we have is to be used for God's purposes. So, all of us have blessings that we've been given by God. Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward those blessings or to use them, to invest them in a way that glorifies God. Everything we have is to be used for his glory. Back to verse 16. Uh, The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work, and he gained five bags more. Now, real quick here, there are two basic mentalities when it comes to resources and blessings in a person's life. Uh, One person, they get blessed and they say, well, this is for me. This is for me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all these blessings. I'm just going to hoard them, keep them over here. That's one mentality. Another mentality is these are given to me by God, owned by God, therefore I need to steward them in a way that brings honor and glory to God. And let's just take this out of the spiritual realm real quick and put it over just to money. There are two kinds of people in this world when it comes to resources and money as well. You give one person $1,000, they won't have it by the end of the day. Some of you are like, me? Is that me? You're talking about me in church. You give, some people you give $1,000 to, by the end of the day, they'll have a new iPhone. There are other people, you give them $1,000 and by the end of the day, they will have invested it somehow, some way. You come back six months or a year later, they will have doubled it. Meanwhile, the other person will be walking around with an iPhone with a cracked screen (laughs) that they can't afford to get fixed. You with me? That's kind of the two mentalities that there are in the world today. Spiritually, There are similarities as well with the blessings that God gives. In Jesus' story, this first guy who got five bags of gold did not hoard these blessings. He put these blessings to work for the master. Same thing with the guy who got the two bags. Third guy, not so much. It's verse 18 now. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money uh don't know if i need to tell you this but i will just in case wrong use of the master's blessings wrong okay he didn't get a return on his, the blessings whatsoever and the truth is god wants a turn return because what he really wants is what he entrusts to us to be used for his glory that's the return that god is looking for he wants it to be used for his glory and everything he wants to be glorified Everything, everything is for the glory of God. Everything is for the glory of God. Everything is for the glory of God. Say it with me one time at all of our campuses. Everything is for the glory of God. So you look out of your front window at your house, and you see a tree. What is the purpose of that tree? I just gave you the answer. You should know the answer to this. You just said it out loud. Everything is what? So, everything's supposed to bring glory to God. You see a flower, that flower is to bring glory to God. That's why God created it. I don't know if you saw the sunrise on Thursday morning. I was up uh, early, as often the case nowadays, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table. It was about 5 in the morning, uh, opening up my computer and my Bible, and, and it was a different kind of a morning, and I... I say this because on Thursday morning, normally there's condensation on the kitchen window, and I can barely see out into my backyard. And Thursday morning, I got up, and the window was clear. I was like, we are entering into a new season. Here we go. And sure enough, man, the, as the sun started to come up, it was very cloudy. There was just like a, like a blanket of clouds over the sky. But the, the lighter the sun got, the more dark blue the clouds became. I don't know if you've seen something like that, but I was waiting for the sun to rise, and then all of a sudden the clouds just get this real deep, beautiful blue, and then the sun pokes through a little bit, but doesn't hit all the clouds. It hits like a few low-hanging clouds, so there's this deep blue, and then these red, bright red clouds across the sky. And then it started shining through a little bit more, and all the sky turned like this orange, very bright orange, and then it got very yellow outside as the sun got a little bit higher and started peeking through the clouds more. Even the trees in the backyard, everything just kind of turned yellow, and it was gorgeous. And then as the sun finally got all the way up, there was more holes in the clouds. And when you look through those holes in the clouds to see the, the blue sky, the sky was more blue than I've seen it in a long time on Thursday morning early. I think it was because of the low humidity. I don't know. But it was just brilliant. And I was thinking, Lord, this is better than any fireworks show that I've ever seen. You know why it was so beautiful on Thursday morning, the sunrise? To bring glory to God. That's the answer, kids. (laughs) To To bring glory to God. It's all to bring glory to God. You know why the sun came up this morning? To bring glory to God. Everything is to bring glory to God. I don't know if you follow me or any of my family members on social media, but on Labor Day, we, we had an addition to our family. We got a new grandson. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm just going to ask it on the off chance that it might, you might want to see a picture of him. Do, uh, do you? Would you like to see a picture of him? Okay. I kind of figured, so I had one loaded here just in case. But this is uh, James Fisher Liston. James Fisher Liston, F-I-S-H-E-R, like Fisher, because my son loves to fish, so they named the Fisher. He said because he's hopefully he'll be a fisher of uh, fish and a fisher of men. So James Fisher Liston, my grandson, and um, I think I'm biased, but he's incredibly cute, incredibly cute. But there's something about babies even though they're quite helpless and require maximum amounts of attention, giving no help in return whatsoever. And James has been giving uh, Jordan and Sarah a run for their money because of his sleeping habits. But even in the difficulties and the sleepless nights, babies are still very cute. And I have a question for you. Do you know why babies are so cute and adorable? To bring glory to God. That's why babies are even born. That's why babies are formed. And, you know, nowadays you can look in and we have pictures of him that you can put side by side. When he was in his mother's womb and his face that he's making is exactly the same as his face that he makes now. And it's just like, you know, the psalmist says, you formed me in the innermost parts and you knit me together in my mother's womb. And why? Why? To bring glory to God. In fact, all of creation is to bring glory to God. And I thought, you know, at this point, I need, to, I need to put like a picture of a beautiful scene, like landscape scene or something. And this is what I came up with, number 12 at the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. There may be some discussion as to whether this is actually the most beautiful picture, but this is the one I think of when I think of a beautiful place. But honestly, it could be any place. I could put a picture of the beach up. I could put a picture of the Grand Canyon up. Uh, some of you like desert landscapes. Some of you love the, the mountains, the Rockies, or you choose the Smoky Mountains. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You choose anything in all creation. Uh, honestly, according to God's Word, the purpose of it is to bring glory to God. Anything in the universe, the moon, the stars, the universe itself was created to bring glory to God. And, and today, as you hear my voice, your life, your life, you've been given another day of life. And I got a question for you that, for, for you right now. Is that a blessing? Is another day of life a blessing? How, mu- how much is that worth? This day that we're in right now, and some of you who have lost loved ones would agree with me that this day is worth more than a bag of gold. You with me on that? So you think about it. We've been given this invaluable gift from God, this blessing from God. What are we supposed to do with it? You already know the answer. What are we supposed to do with it? Use it for his glory. So do you have a job? You have a job and, hey, I, I got a job, man. I go every day and, you know, it's whatever. It puts food on the table and I don't really know what God wants. Yeah, I know what God wants. He wants your job to bring glory to him. That's what he wants from your job. You got a car? You got a vehicle of some kind? You wish you had a new car, but you're, you're driving around a not so new car? And I apologize if I've got a picture of a new Hooper's car on the screen. I just pulled one from Google Images. But no matter what, here's the truth. No matter what kind of car you have, brand new or very, very old, AC or no AC, hubcaps or not, you know why you have the car that you have right now at this point in your life? To bring glory to to god that's what everything we have everything that's been entrusted to us is for is to bring glory to to him and somehow i'm just telling you god even wants to use the difficulties in our lives to bring glory to him maybe you think well i do i got this situation going on you know it's been tough ever since uh covid's been happening and the pandemic and the lockdown and the quarantine and whatever i just uh it's been really really difficult and it's What's God want me to do with that? He wants you to use that to bring glory to him. we got a situation in our family. It's not fun right now, just not fun. It's not fun to be in my family right now, and I don't know what God wants. Hey, I don't know the specifics, maybe, but I do know the overarching theme that God wants to see come even out of the difficulties that you're having in your family right now, and that would be that those things are somehow used to glorify him. Maybe you're thinking, well, right now my job, my job is in peril. What do I do with that? You use this time of uncertainty for the glory of God. Maybe like I'm struggling. I'm just struggling right now. And a lot of people are struggling. I'm talking about in their heart and in their head right now. Maybe you're one of them. What do I do with that? I know what God wants you to do with that. He wants you to pray about it, of course, but then to figure out how can I use what I'm going through right now for God's glory. So for all of us, all of us, this point, back to number two here, this point is the great simplifier. This is our filter. This is happening. This has been given to me. This is the situation. How can I use it to glorify you, Lord? You show me. So, when you're in conversation and you, like, you've got the opportunity to say some things, like, I'm going to, uh, when I get to talk to them, wow, when I get to talk to them, I'm going to tell them some things. And, and maybe you're standing in front of that person and you're like, they're not going to they're, they're like this because I'm about to, to let it go. And, and here we go. Hey, a legitimate question to ask if you are a follower of Christ is not, is this going to make me feel better? A legitimate question to ask is, is what I'm about to say going to bring glory to God? Well, the story that I'm about to tell or this inside information that I have on somebody and what they're going through, and now I'm talking to a, a person who knows that person as well. We're kind of mutual friends or mutual acquaintances, and I'm going I'm to, I'm, I want to talk about this other person. Hey, hey, ask yourself, is this going to bring glory to God? And I know social media is a big temptation for people nowadays because this is like the, the megaphone, you know, that some people use nowadays. And honestly, I feel myself tempted to get on there and shout sometimes. I don't. By the power of the Holy Spirit alone, I don't. Seriously. Seriously. But I mean, you think about it. You're like, man, that real. I saw this, and that's driving me crazy. And I'm gonna go out there, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Here we go. I'm gonna put it on there. I'm gonna lay everyone to waste. Hey, better, better, better. Filter. Is this gonna bring glory to God? Is this gonna bring glory to God? And probably where the, the rubber hits the road here for most people is. In finances, like, what about my finances? What does God want for my finances? He wants your finances to bring glory to him. He wants you to steward them, steward the blessings. That, and, and, you, and you can look yourself, and you can say, "Am I more concerned about my kingdom, or am I concerned about God's kingdom? Is what He's giving to me? Am I using it for His glory?" But it's with every part of our life. My friendships. I've got this friend, man. I've had this friend for like five years. I don't even know why I'm friends with him. I don't even like him, but we just keep (laughs) hanging out. Why? To bring glory to God. There's something there. And God wants you to bring him glory. And if you're married, the way that you treat your spouse, you know what God wants? He wants the way that you treat them to bring him glory. And when we get this in our lives, when we understand this and we put this principle into the practice and everything about our lives we understand is his and is to be used for his glory, then our lives get full. Which? Is number three, God rewards those who are good stewards of his blessing. He rewards those who are good stewards of his blessing. When we, when we have the belief that everything belongs to God, it's to be used for his purposes and his glory, and we live it out, there's this fullness that comes into our lives. Here's what I see a lot nowadays. I saw this meme the other day. I think it's a meme. I don't know what the definition of a meme is, but people seeking Jesus, people seeking blessing. Would you agree with that? That that's the way it is for a lot of folks today when we should be seeking Jesus. I'm just telling you, if you wake up every day and you've fallen into a pattern where every day you make it about you and what you can get, I'm going to tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get an emptiness inside of you. But as C.S. Lewis said, look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else. So when you get to this point where you're like, Everything, everything's for God. Everything's for God. I'm going to, I'm up in the morning, and and today, Lord, is all for you. And, And you don't see anything as being outside of his ownership or his control, and you live your life like that, your interactions like that, your decisions like that, then God fills you up. Jesus, once upon a time, famously said, Lose your life to find it. Meaning, give it to me, and then all of a sudden you're going to find it. And at that moment, you're going to experience God's fullness in your life like you've never known. How can I say that? Because of these verses. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, look at this, man. I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with the With a few things, I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had, and and the same thing for the guy with two bags of gold. And Jesus said the exact same thing to him. We're cutting down to verse 24 now. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed." So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. So he didn't lose it, but he didn't use it for God's glory either. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant! So you knew that I harvest where I had not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have at least put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I'd have received it back with interest. Very little interest at the bank, but some interest. Verse 28, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Ouch. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance and whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. So now I need to finish. Uh, I'll just put the cookies on the bottom shelf right now so everybody can reach them. Every blessing is a test. That's it. Every blessing is a test. Every blessing that you have, I'm talking your time, your talents, abilities, skills, your treasures, every blessing is a test. Am I going to hoard this or am I going to use it in a way that honors God, that gives glory to God, that adds value to his kingdom and what he's trying to do? And that's this third anchor that I'm hoping and praying that more and more of us can get to. And some of you are already here. Praise God. Praise God. You're already here. You see everything, your friends, your finances, your opportunities as belonging to him and to be used for his glory, which is wonderful. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it because of you, our church has been able to to excel even during a pandemic. Here's why I say that. Two weeks ago, we gave $50,000 to a church in Louisiana, Trinity Baptist Church who was helping with the recovery from whatever hurricane that was. I can't even remember, there's been so many of them. So we're able to do that. We're still paying down our debt. We still have the goal of being paid down all the way by the end of the year. We're still able to help families within our church. Our reach during the pandemic has grown through our iCampus. Hey, everybody on the iCampus. I'm just telling you, God is... You saw the baptism video. Half or more of those baptisms didn't even take place at one of our campuses. God is doing something new. And even at all of our campuses right now, in every single room, there are volunteers who get this. They're staffing rooms behind the scenes, helping, helping, helping to make church happen. Because thank God we have a lot of people in our church who get this right here. And I told you last week, I was gonna be just a little bit more specific about, you know, what's coming up. I want you to pray with me that God will open up the door for us to start another campus. You're like, wow, during this time? Well, pretty soon, let's put it that way. Because pretty soon, this thing, is, this thing we're going through right now, is gonna be over. And God has helped us during the pandemic to continue because of you to sort of take ground. And real quick, and I, I gotta be quick, but there was a church that called us up to the pastor. They said, they're done. Basically, so the, the church called us up, and the pastor said, we watched you on the internet, you preach the gospel, take our building. Okay, so we checked it out, and it, it, a wonderful, wonderful gesture, and we're so grateful, but it is not where we have enough New Hopers to get it going, not enough parking, some other things. Beautiful gesture. I'm telling you, we were honored by that request, so we're kind of working you know, through that with them. But it's a, a not so good phenomenon that's happening right now. Barner Research Institute, I just read this this morning. Barner Research Institute predicts that one out of every five churches in America will close permanently over the next 18 months. That's sad. the gospel should be expanding it should be expanding so I want you to get on board with us as a church to make Christ known because I tell you when when we do when we make Christ known you know what happens God gets the glory and we want him to continue to get the glory amen we want the kingdom to take territory not to give up territory all for his glory. Would you bow with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for doing what you're doing in this church family. Thank you that so many people in our church get it. I thank you for those folks. I pray for the ones maybe right now, Lord, who does not know you as Lord and Savior, that they would step across that line of faith today and put, put their trust in you alone for their salvation so, so that their sins could be removed they could start anew today. I pray that they would do that right now, Lord. And uh, for the rest of us, Lord, help us to continue to grow in you and in what you want from us, Lord. I pray all this in your son's name and all the people said. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.